Hello, honey, and welcome to the Healthy Emmy Podcast. I am your go-to nutritionist for plant-based weight loss and the creator of the eight-week Slim on Starch program. If you want to learn how to lose weight and keep it off on a plant-based diet, you've come to the right place. And the best part, it does not involve counting calories or restricting portions. This is the podcast version of my YouTube videos, so if you'd like to see the woman behind this voice, Proceed at your own caution and go to the show notes where you'll be directed to the Healthy Emmy YouTube channel. Otherwise, enjoy your commute, walk, workout, or whatever the heck it is that you're doing with just my voice on this podcast. So today we're just going to have a candid chat. Um, everybody's been loving Healthy Mummy, so I figured we would just sit down. We haven't really planned anything, and we would just sort of talk about her journey and where it started and how she's feeling now. And we have Susie here, right, Q? She won't leave. That's why she's here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So we're going to go ahead and get into it. So, Mom, yep. why don't you start by telling us when did you first start to notice that, oh my goodness, I've gained a little bit of weight? Mm-hmm. Probably over the last uh, few years, I think. Maybe right before I turned 60 and then 60. Um, yeah, I just didn't feel like myself anymore. Really felt solid and heavy and just big. Yeah, my clothes didn't fit well. Um, I just felt very thick. Um, just not like myself at all and just couldn't seem to shake it. Mm. Did you try to shake it? I did by exercise and what I thought was healthy eating and I was really really frustrating because it would not would not budge tell me more about that what were you trying to do um, I thought if I you know um, exercised more if I uh, restricted some eating if maybe I just gave up some sweet things that somehow miraculously um, my slimmer figure would come back hmm. and it makes sense I mean that's what you hear. Mm-hmm. Did you try Googling things? I mean, because you had never, this was new to you to feel yeah, like this. Yeah, not particularly. It was at a very busy time in my life, so I really didn't have much time to search. Um, and it was just a lot going on mm-hmm. um, in life. Maybe a lot of stressful things. I don't know that I look back. Um, but no, and then, you know, you started your business and started to grow. And that sort of opened my mind a little bit, a little crack, Mm. to maybe there was a different way. You were lucky because you had me. But for these women that don't have me, and you know, like like you talked about, it was a very busy time in your life. Mm -hmm. And what would you say to those women that they just have so much going on, they don't even know where to start to get back on track? Um, That if they're contemplating your program, it is a very easy um, program it definitely works um, <laughs> I did not tell her to say that it's nothing to be afraid of there's room in it for your life no matter how busy you are um, and in the short because it doesn't take very long but it really um, is so worth it because you become such a better person on the other side what were you like before in terms of your mental space because of this physical heaviness that you're feeling. Yeah, not much room for freedom, for lightness, for um, it just seemed that life was a lot more complex than heavy. She agrees. Mm -hmm. You said that you were feeling heavy before. Yeah. Do you think that you even realized how you were feeling before with the comparison? Well, interestingly, I have never been 60 before and I sort of just assumed 
that this is what it was going to be like, that that's it, you know, you're done, you're older now and heavier and slower and um, it's not, it's kind of depressing, really. It's not, doesn't really give you much to look forward to. Mm. Um, but I'm glad that it's, it's not the way it needs to be. I know that now. Did you ever find that you sort of started to accept, you know, maybe this is, maybe this is it and I'm just going to have to find different clothes and... Oh, definitely. I thought this was it. I thought I'd never feel um, slim again. And listen, I don't want to look like I'm 20. I'm not trying to go back in time, but I would like to um, feel as slim and trim and fit as I possibly can. I thought that was over. What was that like for you, somebody who had never struggled with weight before? You always were lean and thin and tall and beautiful, mm -hmm. and now mm -hmm. you weren't feeling that way. Yeah, it wasn't a good feeling. Um, helpless. Um, like I said, it's kind of it's kind of sad, really, and that there's no way out. And my mother, my grandmother, they everyone sort of just sort of went down that path mm. of becoming heavier and slower and less active. And um, I wish that I could get myself out of it. Mm. So now let's right. fast forward okay. to you. You found yourself in this place and. You started Slim on Starch, you did Slim on Starch, you did my program, and now you're in this place where you are really thriving. Mm -hmm. She said to dad last night, you were like, I can't remember even what the context of the conversation was, but you said to him, you're like, I'm skinny now. <laughs> and you're walking around and you're like lifting up your shirt, showing me how thin you are. You're feeling yourself and you look yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. really do. And you really do look very, like I'm looking, you really do look very slim. Yeah. And I had you lift up your shirt and show me your stomach last night. So if you could do the same right now. <laughs> but when you lifted up your shirt last night, I, my, I truly was like, Wow, yeah. that's crazy. It's amazing. And you know why my reaction to how your stomach is looking these days is so insane? Because it looks better than what it looked like when I was 10, oh. you know, 15 years ago. Yeah. Because the memories we used to, <laughs> she's had three kids, so we should be like, look at your stomach after having three kids. And it looks better now yeah. than it did 15 years ago. Yeah. It's insanity yeah. I no longer feel the need and you ladies know what I'm talking men know what I'm talking about that need to suck it in because that's what you've been in, saying you walk around you're like I don't have to suck in anymore yeah, right and you really do look so good and yeah. I look at you and I'm like wow you really do look so good yeah so now you're here you've mm -hmm. made it across the finish line yep. you're feeling light you're eating all these healthy foods the hard part is staying here. Oh, for sure. Right. So you can't just go back to what you were doing before. Right. Um, so there are some questions that people have been asking me about your ability to maintain this because you've maintained it wonderfully. Okay. Um, and some of the questions are, how are, is, the, is it work to maintain this? You know, mm -hmm. are you tempted to eat other foods? Are you feeling boring with the foods that you're right. feeling? So how have you, now you've been across the finish line for a while now, about yeah. a month or so, you've really been like, I'm good, I got this. Yeah. Um, are you feeling tempted to go back to what you were doing before? And are you tempted to eat other things, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera? Not as tempted as I used to be. Um, I would just go right into the temptation, like I said, half the time because I was starving. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd like to have some um, sweet things, some you know, cakes, cookies, um, but I don't crave them. Mm -hmm. And I can absolutely watch um, Dad eat a dessert after dinner and 
It's all the man talks about and not uh, fall prey to it. Yeah. Let's say. Yeah. So I think that what you're getting at here is the difference between eating with intention versus eating out of compulsion. Yeah. And in Slim on Starch, what we want to do is make this your foundation, not your religion. Mm -hmm. So Slim on Starch is your foundation. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what you do the 10% of the time. It matters what you do the 90% of the time. So I was talking to one of my clients the other day, and she was all nervous because she's going on vacation yeah. next weekend. She goes, what do I do on vacation? Mm -hmm. I go, I don't care what you do on vacation. Mm -hmm. I care about what you do before vacation, and I care about what you do after vacation. That 5% that you're on vacation is going to get lost in the wash, and you've granted yourself some wiggle room. But before you st she hasn't dug into those foods just yet. She asked me last night, actually, mm -hmm. if she could, and I said, let's wait, because I want to make sure that we do it. I always say, the slower you go, the faster you get there. You've nailed the foundation. I want to make sure that we do this in a very sustainable way mm -hmm. that allows you to reincorporate this stuff and you know that you're doing it in a fashion that's going to carry you on for the rest of your life. Right. Because she's done this before where you'll be on, like, you do it, you're, you're on your game and then, like, I move to Australia or I go somewhere. Once I right. leave, yeah. that's when things start to unravel. Mm -hmm. So now that I'm going to be leaving forever, right. I need to make sure that we take this step by step and yeah. we start to reincorporate things slowly. Um, so why don't we talk about mm -hmm. the things that you might want to incorporate moving forward? Oh, good. That'd be great. Um, I also want to point out that last night when I asked about that is because um, Dad had made his veg cacciatore and he was putting on pasta and I haven't reincorporated that yet. But the key for me is that I had something in the fridge. I had mm. go-to in the fridge, which made all the difference. Otherwise, I would have just scarfed the pasta without yeah. a doubt. Preparation is the yeah. number one determinant of success on my program. Right. It's not willpower, character, age, weight, gender, none of those right. things. It's literally whether or not you have food in right. the fridge. Because when you get home from work at the end of the day and you're tired and you're frustrated, um, that's a hat. You used to get home from your shift at work at 11 mm -hmm. and you'd make a bowl of cereal. Yeah, because I was starving. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, now you work the seven to three shift, mm -hmm. but when you get home at three o'clock, Right. You're I, not making, what are you doing at that time? Um, I come home, I, I, I'm delighted to have a couple hours, a few hours before um, dinner to relax. I might make a cup of tea, um, but I don't come home and um, eat, eat peanut butter crackers. I'm standing that up. That is so funny. I completely forgot that you used to do that because yeah. she's a nurse, used to work the 3 to 11, and mm -hmm. you would get home around midnight and have a bowl of cereal. Mm -hmm. Let's say you were still working the 3 to 11 shift, and we're yeah. going to we're gonna touch back on the foods that you want to reincorporate, yeah, but I did yeah. want to talk about this. Let's say that you still were working that 3 to 11 shift. What would you do if you were to get home at 11 o'clock and you were hungry? Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably just have a mini something of what's in the fridge. A mini meal. A mini That's meal. what we always yeah. say. People say, what can I have for a snack? What can I have for... I go, snacking is removed from the Slim on Starch Dictionary. You can eat any portion of food at any time per day. In Asia, they eat rice for breakfast. Mm -hmm. um, I have a lot of clients that are from Latina cultures that they say rice and beans for breakfast. That's what... I used to do that in my home all the time. Right. I get to do that again. Um, and the reason why I talk about that is because you can have any amount of food at any 
time of day. If it's 4 p.m. and you eat dinner with your family at 6 and you're hungry, have whatever you would have for dinner in a small amount. Mm -hmm. And then there's some room for you to eat dinner with your family. If you get home from work at 11 o'clock and you're a little bit hungry, have a mini meal. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a snacky food. It right. doesn't have to be a midnight snack approved food. Yeah. Just eat whatever you would eat as a meal in a smaller amount. That's that old fashioned thought process that was mm -hmm. drilled in our brains. Yeah, yeah, you know, three meals a day with two snacks. Yeah that's that right we used to say growing up the kitchen is closed <laughs> <laughs> and you couldn't eat anything else uh, but that was another problem the fact that i wouldn't eat anything that was on my plate <laughs> yeah. we're not talking about that right, right, right. now uh, back to my original question of what are the things that you might want to incorporate back in right well pasta pasta, pasta number <laughs> that's one. number one number one and beyond that i would just be pulling things out of the air breads i don't even know because i really enjoy what i'm eating so much so whatever you had to suggest, I would appreciate it, but pasta is the number one for sure. Okay, yeah. so we can start. I know that you're gonna get your cholesterol tested yep. um, this month. Yep. What day this month? I haven't even called yet, but yeah, soon. <laughs> well, I mean, it's dependent upon when you get those results back. Okay. When you get those results back, we're gonna start with pasta, and I'm gonna tell you how many times per week you can incorporate pasta back in. Mm -hmm. We're gonna take your weight before you do that, All right. and then one month later, after you incorporate pasta X times per week, depending upon what I see with your cholesterol results, okay. we're gonna take your weight again, Okay. and we're gonna see how much it's changed. Yep. If you're comfortable with that amount, it might be down, it might be up, but if it's within a two to three pound range of where it was last time, mm -hmm. then I think we're okay to have that be your threshold. Okay. So that'll be the case for pasta, depending upon, depending upon what I see with your results of the cholesterol. All right. Now, here's what I wanna to talk to you about. You're the nicest person on the face of the earth, and it can be hard for you to turn things down from people. Right. So with moving forward, I know that you've been able to use me as an excuse lately. Yeah. You know, Emmy is doing, I'm doing her Slim on Starch program. Yeah. So what are you gonna say to people moving forward? I was thinking about this last night. It's funny you should ask. Um, when I go, I belong to this group, and when we have meetings, um, I'm like the popcorn maniac, maniac. And I was thinking last night, I really don't feel like eating any popcorn right now anymore was it really fascinating to me because I love popcorn and it doesn't really register that that what's that dopamine hit um, that it used to so I may just be able to pass because I don't really feel like eating it mm -hmm. but um, I mean I have been over a neighbor's house where there's munchies everywhere and I don't know if I need to physically remove myself or I really don't know what to do about that <laughs> but it's just like a nervous habit you know mm -hmm. to start picking at it so that will be an issue with me. So I think that what's important here is that we don't fly in blind mm -hmm. because you were saying some words that made me a bit nervous. Mm -hmm. I might be able to pass. Yeah. That sounds very, um, like I can't, that's not tangible. That's not enough of a plan okay. for me. So there's two things that I want to talk about here. The nah, three things. The first is never go into these situations vulnerable. And what I mean by vulnerable is hungry. Yeah. Because if you're hungry and you're around boom chicka pop, yeah. game oh. over. That entire, I mean, you're no doubt. I'll be going to town, <laughs> you can house that thing. And so you need to make sure that you are, comp you're, you're,
talk about removing from situations. Nope. I gotta take you out. You need to make sure that you have eaten before you go to those places. Sure. So that's the first thing. You can't go vulnerable. Our brains are designed to to think that we're in a famine. And if we are hungry and then there's food in the environment, our primal brain is going to say, "Well, you're in a famine and there's food here, so you need to go to you need to go to town on that food." So you need to make sure that you've eaten before you've gone, okay. before you've gone. The second thing is, I always say, replace, don't restrict. Mm -hmm. So go to these places and don't restrict yourself from that food, but instead replace what you're gonna put in your mouth. Okay. Another thing you can do is use the hand to mouth sort of method, where I, I think that one of the reasons why you like popcorn is it keeps your mouth busy, yeah. and it's the hand to mouth motion. So if you bring yourself a seltzer, if you bring yourself a cup of tea, oh. instead of just going like that with the food, you drink uh, instead. Okay. That's a that's a that's tip. A good trip. Yeah, that's a tip that I use for a lot of my clients struggle with while they're prepping their dinner. They're like, by the time I've prepped my dinner, I've eaten the entire thing because oh, I'm going like the whole time. So I say you have to make yourself a cup of tea or pour yourself a glass of water while you do your food prep. Okay. So that's one of the things that I would suggest that's to great. you. You know that you feel better when you, I'm not going to use the word without these foods, mm -hmm. when you replace these foods. You mm -hmm. feel better when you replace these foods. Okay. Am I putting words in your mouth? No, that, that seems right on. Yeah. Okay. So what we want to do in this case is not give in to that peer pressure to eat those foods from other people mm -hmm. or be a mind reader and assume that they want you to eat the food because it's there. I think that's a lot of, that's a big thing too, is people just assume that, oh, if this food's there, then they want me to eat it. They want me to eat yeah. it. Um, so there's a lot of ways we can go with this. The first one is the simplest. It's to remember that no thank you is a full sentence you don't have to explain yourself to everybody. I yeah. think that a lot of times we feel like we have to say to people, "This is, no thank you and it's because and, blah, 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 and they're like, I don't want to explain myself. Who said mm -hmm. that you have to explain yourself? Mm -hmm. So that's one thing is okay. to remember that. Another thing that you can do is kick the rock down the road. So you can say to these people, I know that you've been saying, you've been, oh, Em's doing this thing. You could say that to them for the rest of your life. And they would never notice that the eight weeks you've been doing with me isn't up yet. Because right. people are so concerned with their own lives. True. They, I hate to break it to you, but they really don't care about you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, they say, um, no, there's this meme. It's like, nobody cares about me. Nobody cares about me. So it doesn't matter what you do. So that's something you can do. You can just kick the rock down there. Oh, Em's doing this thing. Or, you know, I, I told her I would do her Slim on Starch program. I'm waiting to get my cholesterol tested. Um, something that I tell my clients to say is, you know, I invested in this program and I promised myself, like I paid money for it. I, I promised I'm gonna give it a fair shot, mm -hmm. but at the end of this program, then I'll probably eat this stuff again. Or I promised myself that until my birthday, I'm gonna eat this way, but like then count me in for the popcorn. Kick the rock down the road okay. and people are never going to, they're never going to notice. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, people really only care about themselves. Mm -hmm. Not to mention, you look so good and you're glowing mm. and you're happy and you're light. Mm. And I think to trade that in for the sake of making people feel comfortable and really at the end of the day they don't care yeah. is silly. Okay. I was talking with one of my clients, Jessie, who she calls herself an outed oil-free vegan now. Mm -hmm. And because she told her boyfriend's family, you know, this is the way I eat. This is it. And she was like, it was the best thing that I ever did because now 
they're really showing how much they care about me. They are getting her oil-free stuff, and when she comes over, they make her oil-free thing. Mm. And she's like, it's so good because I don't have to worry about that yeah. anymore. Um, so, yeah, that's yeah. my advice on that. We're as miserable as the secrets we keep, right? Yeah, yeah. secrets keep us sick. Mm. Um, and put yourself first, you know? Don't try, this isn't speaking to you, but to the general population of, for the sake of making somebody feel comfortable for five minutes, you're making yourself feel uncomfortable for a lifetime of being overweight and suffering diseases of dietary excess because you didn't want your aunt to feel uncomfortable because you didn't eat her pigs in a blanket. (laughs) So kick the rock down the road. Are there any other things that you're struggling with or want some guidance on that I can help you with? No, I think those things really, when other people's feelings are involved, that's my um, trigger. I think that you, you're you trying to be a mind reader too. Yeah. You know, just honesty, oh, I wanted to say this as well. Honesty is so undervalued. If you literally say to somebody, this is so tough for me because I don't want you to feel bad. This has nothing to do with you. Like, I, I oh, this yeah. is so hard for me because I know that I feel so good eating these foods. Yeah. If you say that to them, they'll go, oh my God, no, it's totally fine. Yeah. If you don't want it, these are your, all these people you go to the meeting with, those girls, those are your friends, yeah. you know? Right, true. And so they would never want no. you to feel uncomfortable. And I think that we so undervalue just being honest and saying like, listen, this is hard for me because mm-hmm. I'm a people pleaser. And if you say that to your friends or your family, they're going to go, oh my God, why didn't you tell me? Like, this mm-hmm. is fine. I'll bring veggies. I'll bring fruit for you next time. Okay. Then you talk about it once and then they know. And then next time, they're going to bring fruit for you. Mm-hmm. They're going to stop. They keep bringing popcorn because you keep eating the popcorn. Right, You're training them <laughs> to bring the popcorn for you. So if you just have one conversation, you literally say, like, this is even hard. I'm uncomfortable saying yeah, this no right now. Popcorn. But I just can't with the popcorn. Yeah. And if anybody's going to understand, like, enabling and triggering and right. substance it's and them. all that, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, it's those girls. Yeah. So. People, we undervalue honesty and just saying, being straight up. It's so funny how we don't even think, oh, why don't I just tell them exactly what's going on? Yeah. The worst that can happen is better than what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. Because what you're doing now, you feel uncomfortable and you're going to keep feeling uncomfortable forever. But if you use one of those instances to have one conversation, then you're going to be a thousand percent comfortable for the rest of the time. It's great. And how much easier it'll make it for the rest of the time. Yeah, it's great. I never, honestly, never thought of it that way. To be honest? Well, no, in that, in that situation, because I was always just brought up to respect what people have placed in front of you and eat it. It's just the way it was. Yeah. I, this was something that used to be hard for me too. Um, and then I decided I like speaking to relationships, for example, I know that a lot of girls my age or women who are dating struggle with this. They're like, Oh, I don't want to be weird when like I go on the date and I'm not eating meat or whatever it is. I don't want to seem weird. And Mm. I decided I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be 1000% me. This is the way that I eat. I don't drink alcohol. And if somebody doesn't, if they don't love me for that, then they're not the person for me. Mm. I'm just going to be 1000% myself Mm. because sooner or later it's going to come out. The way that I eat is going to come out. The fact that I don't drink alcohol, it's going to come out unless I want to live a lie for the rest of my life. So I was, I said, I was like, you know what? 
I'm just gonna be myself, 1000% unapologetically myself. And now I have somebody who like loves me so much for it and thinks that I'm so strong-willed for it and you know, all of this stuff. Yeah, interesting. And it's fabulous. And his family is so beyond respectful of it because from the get-go, I was like, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. And if somebody doesn't love me for it, then they're not the person for me. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to speak to that as well. That's great. Thanks for listening, honey. Come say hi at Healthy Emmy on Instagram and join our private Facebook group, The Healthy Honeys, where you can get started losing weight on a plant-based lifestyle. I'll see you in there and everything is linked in the show notes. Mwah.